We hear part of a love poem in which a girl's beloved is drawn to her with the agility of a young deer. A reading from the Song of Solomon. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away, for now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear upon the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's churches. Let us stand and sing together Psalm 45 as found in your worship booklet. be seated. Everything that is good comes to us from God, and in gratitude we are called to put God's word into practice, just as Jesus did. A reading from the letter of James. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. 
Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. One of my Facebook friends this week, okay, so now you know I have a Facebook account, posted on the wall, a quote from Anne Lamott. And the quote was, you can be pretty sure that you have successfully created God in your own image when it turns out that God hates all the same people you hate. So now, remember more than that from this sermon. We're going places with this. In the epistle, James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. For hearers deceive themselves. They're like people looking in a mirror, and when they go away, they forget what they look like. But doers 
see themselves reflected in the perfect law and are blessed in the doing. James has a problem with his metaphors. He starts a metaphor and then kind of wanders off of it before he gets to the end of it, so we don't finish the metaphor of the mirror. But what it reminds me of is imagine someone sort of preening or primping in the mirror. Hearers of the word, he says, are like people who primp in the mirror. They come to church and they listen to sermons and they say, oh, isn't that like me? And then they go away and forget what they looked like, whereas doers aren't so much paying attention to themselves as they are doing what the word says. So Anne Lamott's quote reminds me that we often look into the mirror of God and see ourselves. That's half of the formula. That's half of what we're supposed to do. That's where we're supposed to start. Because there is nothing about our condition, nothing about the human condition, no tragedy, no triumph, that doesn't have its place in God. But we often stop short. We fail to turn that around and see God in ourselves. The Orthodox theologians said, God became human in order that humans might become divine. So we are also supposed to see God in ourselves, not just ourselves in God. We had a reading this morning from the Song of Solomon. We're following the Revised Common Lectionary, and this is the first time we've had a reading from the Song of Solomon on a Sunday morning. It's one that's often used at weddings, and so people are saying, hmm, what does this have to do with anything? We've been reading the story of David and Solomon and all of those wonderful things that David did, um, all of the crimes he committed and so on. And now we jump into the Song of Solomon. In the Hebrew Bible, the Song of Solomon is included with the wisdom literature, with Job, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs. And it's the story of how wisdom comes to dwell first with humanity, and then when humanity messes up and she retires, then she comes back to dwell at the temple. And so Solomon last week built the temple, and now we have this love poem. It's a pretty racy love poem, if you've ever read the whole thing. Um, Growing up in the Church of the Nazarene, which had its issues around sex, it was a real delight for me to discover that this love poem was in the Bible. Um, These lovers go off for a forbidden tryst, and oh my, how racy is that, and it's in the Bible. But it's the story, according to the tradition, of the love between God and God's people. In Proverbs, there's a wonderful creation story where um, wisdom is a woman and she is with God from the very beginning and standing on the seashore as God creates and God delights in her. They play together. And yes, you get what kind of play we're talking about. Um, Wisdom and God are in love and wisdom dwells with humanity. So let's change Anne Lamott's quote around and say you know you've become pretty successful at looking like God when it turns out all the people that God loves, you love. That's a lot harder. That's a lot harder. My heart, I don't know about yours, is finite, and it doesn't stretch very big. I can't get into it, all of the people that God loves. And it's not just because I don't know them all. Some of them I know pretty well and still don't love them very much. But we're supposed to be in the business of expanding our heart so that God's reflection is in us. 
last week at offering time, I asked folks to fill out three-by-five cards with hands-on face-to-face ministry that they had done. We got six or seven cards in the offering um, basket. One of them was from a kid who said he or she had helped his mother or her mother with chores, and I thought that was perfect. Um, But there were lots of cards that weren't in there. I know people last week did Habitat for Humanity. I know that there were people who volunteered at Feed My People, um, and none of those cards were in there. I had several people come up to me after service and say, you know, I kind of disagree with this filling out cards. I don't want to blow my own horn. Imagine an orchestra in which no one blew their own horn. You wouldn't get a whole lot of music. Um, The purpose of this is not the brownie points. We're not doing this to show what wonderful people we are. We're doing it to talk about how this has changed us. When we went down and did piecemeal project, did we end hunger in St. Louis? No. We fed a couple of hungry people, but it changed us. This garden, I just saw Phyllis bring in this morning, over 300 pounds of produce we've contributed to feed my people. Have we ended hunger in St. Louis? No, but it's changed us. So there's a new card, yellow. It says, hands-on face-to-face ministry on the front. And on the back, it says, how has this changed you? We are supposed to be expanding our hearts. That's what being doers of the word is about, being blessed in the doing. So it's not about blowing our own horns. It's not about the brownie points. It's about being blessed in the doing. The lover in this poem beckons. He comes cavorting over the hills. He's standing outside the lattice wall. Imagine you know, the walled compound, and he's beckoning his lover, come with me, arise, my love, my fair one, come away. Today we're baptizing three children. God is beginning God's love affair with them inviting them, arise, come, let's go out and cavort on the hills together, betrothing them, if you will, so that we, with them, can begin to expand our hearts to love all whom God loves. So think about that when we get to offering. What have you done this past week? How has it changed you? And the change is to bring us to love all that God loves. We can see ourselves in God, But that's not the end of the equation. We are also to see God in us. That's daunting. That's a life work. That's a vocation. And God beckons us again and again to come outside of ourselves. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Amen.